0: guys, welcome back to another episode of Newly Meds. Uh, this is Heather, your host, and this is Quinn. Hello. I guess I'll introduce you. <laughs> I was I just going to pause and see what you did, <laughs> and it, that was good. We were just debating whether I got self-tanner all over Quinn's face when I rubbed lotion on his face. Yes. It's Recently I'm being become
1: forcefully moisturized. Thirty
0: degrees in New York last week. It was literally seventy degrees, and yeah. now it's thirty. And, and I get
1: all the moisture gets sucked out of my body. Literally,
0: we are so dry. We're like just completely dry of all sort of moisture. So we have been consciously lathering, CeraVe, and yeah. And when we go to Florida next week, lotion all, we, all over ourselves. When we
1: go to Florida next week, I know within like 2 days all my dry skin is going to be gone. Yeah. I'm just going to like absorb so the humidity. if you're
0: watching this at a or you're listening to this at a future time, this is the week before Thanksgiving 2022. Yeah. <laughs> just to preface that so we are going home to South Florida. We're currently in New York City. We're going home to South Florida where both of our families are. Uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving to the following Monday. So we're excited for that break. Yeah And um, right now I think instead of highs and lows we're gonna share what is On our Christmas wish list. Yeah,
1: why don't you start? I feel like okay. your, your list is longer.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely I so my <laughs> love language is Gift-giving so I conscious like I always have a stream of things like in the back of my mind where if someone got that for me I'd be like, oh my god, that's so nice. Thank you um, number one is I wear literally constantly my Aritzia TNA sweatsuit, like my matching sweatsuit, which is like a hoodie and sweat jo- sweatsuit, like sweat pant joggers combination. And I would love to have that in like a different color or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I have one and I wear it every single weekend Yeah, for it's like, like the winter en- <laughs> uniform the entire weekend. Cause you can throw your winter jacket over it and it's still so cute. Like I love that matching sweatsuits now is considered like a fashion thing so i still feel like put together when i have that on like we went to the gym this past weekend together and then i wore that out to brunch afterwards and i still felt like very stylish yeah so that would be on my wish list and then also the makeup by mario ethereal eye palette i have not gotten my hands on but that's an eyeshadow palette at sephora um and it's super cute and i want it but I haven't been able to buy it. So that's on my wish list. And then I have this um, Goyard, quote unquote Goyard (laughs) bag from DHgate that I got that I'm obsessed with and I want the larger size. Like I have the PM and I think it's the GM, which is like the larger one that I want, Mm. Um, which is like now the trendy, like how the LV Neverfull bag used to be very popular. Now it's like Goyard is like the brand. I don't know. I don't know, but and I really you, and like you it. you want a
1: refill of the uh, refill. our wedding perfume, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have no, that written down. That's
0: a lot, though. So if that was a sip of my water bottle. But if you're getting married and you're looking for a wedding fragrance, the MFK Mason Francis Curjan or whatever, MFK, whatever it is. I don't know how to say the name. The perfume that is the double set, it's like, oh, uh, shoot. What's it called?
1: I have no idea. Um, I'm not good with this stuff.
0: FFK. It's like silver and gold. Yeah. I have to look it up. I'm looking
1: it up. Well, while you're looking it up, I will talk about my extremely short Christmas list. All I want is a mechanical keyboard, like a nice one. It's like know, a
0: gaming thing, by the way. Ha,
1: no, like, have you... For the people listening, sometimes on TikTok, I feel like people get those like ASMR accounts and some of them have a mechanical keyboard and it's just someone typing and it's like, ah, it's like such a nice like clacky clacky sound. Anyway, I just want, I want one of those.
0: Wait, not to interrupt you, but it's called Mason Francis Curjan MFK Gentle Fluidity Gold is the, is the feminine fragrance. And then the counterpart fragrance for, you know, whoever you're marrying obviously would be the gentle fluidity silver. These fragrances together are just the perfect wedding fragrance. And I feel like I have such an association with like the positive just atmosphere of our wedding with those fragrances that like, I'm so happy that forever now, like when we go on dates and we have special occasions together, we can wear those perfumes or those fragrances and feel like the nostalgia of getting married like it's just so special to me i'm so happy that we found them so they are like a counterpart fragrance and they go together so beautifully i would say the gold is the feminine fragrance it's a little sweeter it's a little bit more flowery powdery but it's very subtle and then the the silver fragrance the gentle fluidity silver is more like a little bit more masculine, a little bit stronger, just a little bit muskier. And they're just so beautiful together. So you can get those at Bloomingdale's, I believe. I got them. I bought the smaller sizes because they were less expensive. And I think I bought them on, shoot, it was some site that's not like popular in New York, but I'll I'll link them below and then like Bloomingdale, Saks Fifth Ave, like those are the type of places you can get them. Um, but yes, we are almost out. We got married almost 1 year ago, so I've almost used all of the fragrance yeah. and that's a refill that I would love to have. I wrote um,
1: it down. It's on the list.
0: Wow, very smart. It's expensive though, so you don't have to get that for
1: me. It's okay. Let's scratch together and some then coins.
0: <laughs> I don't really have anything. I'm really focused on other people this Christmas. I like. I want to make other people feel really special.
1: Like you, like, I don't really have anything after you listed like five. <laughs> okay, that's different nothing things.
0: though. Are you kidding? I could come up with like at least a thousand.
1: You can come up with a thousand. No, not that. Give, give me one more. What else is on your list? Mm. One more.
0: Mm. One more thing. I mean, I don't know. Literally anything from Lululemon. Okay. Like lounge worthy. <laughs> the whole store. The whole store. Anything in the store. Every, any, Just walk well, in and pick something. I don't know. Lululemon and I have have tough feelings towards each other. <gasps> because they like canceled my oh. affiliate membership with them. Yeah. for Hurtful. Whatever reason. So that's a little hard for me. But um, yeah, so I used to have a brand partnership with Lululemon. Now I don't. Um, which sucks, but you know, what? I'm not posting as much as usual, so I'll give them that it's fine I accept it But I still love their shit, but yeah, but it's still like why because I was still like really they're on
1: the naughty list
0: Yeah, they are the <laughs> <list. laughs> being on the naughty list. Okay. So today's episode is going to be about how I got into integrative medicine Cause yeah. I literally get this question about every single day from my instagram and my tiktok and i just wanted to sit down and clarify this so integrative and holistic slash functional medicine is about seeking the root cause of disease and what's going on holistically with patients um instead of just outright prescribing a medication to fix a symptom The purpose of integrative and functional medicine is to work with a mind-body-spirit approach to really figure out what is causing this disruption and this disease in the health state with the belief that the body can heal given the right environment nutrition and support Uh, so i have known about integrative and functional medicine for quite a while, uh, I yeah, guess... what was your
1: first like introduction to it?
0: Yeah Uh great question when I was in high school. I had horrific periods like just Severe pain pms like cramps that were like absolutely debilitating I didn't really have like a heavy menstrual flow But just like the cramps and the pain in general was so debilitating like it would completely disrupt my quality of life Like not being able to focus at school like max doses of ibuprofen around the clock for the entire period etc so i went to the gyn and the gyn was basically like oh you probably have endometriosis which is growth of the endometrial lining like outside of where it should be in the body can be in the um peritoneal cavity uh around the intestines uh just Extra to where it should be, it can be completely debilitating. It can can impact fertility. Can it impact fertility? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But often having a baby get rid gets rid of it or something like that. Like um, it can keep it away for a while or something.
1: You yeah, will the the symptoms of endometriosis have to do with the menstrual cycle because essentially you're having glands that and and like tissue that would normally. You know, be in the uterus now outside of the uterus. So anytime you go through your period and you have those hormone cycles, you're going to experience pain in all the different areas that it's implanted because that tissue's like growing and shrinking. And so when you're it's crazy. when you're pregnant, it's you don't have that crazy. hormone cycle anymore. And often, like after you have a baby for a long time and you're breastfeeding, you're, you don't have that hormone cycle as yeah. well. So
0: it's insane so basically the only like quote-unquote there's no really cure for endometriosis at this point in time but the treatment is basically to do laparoscopic surgery and to laser off the adhesions yeah. that grow with, outside they typically the, start with endometrium
1: um, birth control Right. And then a lot of times if it's like uncontrolled symptoms or it's really severe, yeah. then they'll do like laparoscopic procedures. So basically procedures. my
0: guy was like, "Uh, there's not really a fix for this. I mean, we can do laparoscopic surgery, but like here's some opiate pain medicine for your pain. Which I appreciate him validating my pain, but I was like, I'm not going to get started on like an opiate pain medicine for my period. Like I just feel like that is going to lead to other things that – Otherwise, don't need it to lead to. And I was like, well, I should be feeling this like this for a reason. Like I don't believe like the body just devolves into dysfunction for no reason. Like that was just never a belief that I had. I was like, there has to be something that I can do with my lifestyle, my diet, sleep, etc. Something in my life that I can do to make my quality of life better. Um, so I really got into seeking the root cause of reproductive dysfunction. And um, something that I was led into was a book called The Plant Paradox by Dr. Stephen Gundry, who talked about a lot about inflammation and gut health and things in our environment that can cause disruptions in our health. And uh, by working through different lifestyle changes, like going gluten and grain-free, dairy-free, anti-inflammatory, adding a lot of healthy fats to my diet... Uh, Getting rid of a lot of environmental toxins, like cleaning up my skincare and makeup and um, the plastics in my environment, the water I'm drinking, etc. And I'm a little bit more balanced on that because things are more manageable for me. But I went through a really strict period of kind of purging everything that was kind of like an environmental toxin. Uh, I really saw a lot of tremendous improvement. So I was like a very firm believer in the fact that this could work for people. Um, And so I've known about this for a while. I was in nursing school and I knew about this. And so it was really hard to go through nursing school knowing that like what I was doing was very counteractive to wellness and to optimizing people's lives. It was more about saving people's lives at the end instead of trying to prevent and fix the root cause, which I get. I mean, that's the system that we we work under. But that's the education system that I was pretty much training in. And um, after that, when we moved to New York from Florida, uh, med surge was the obvious next step for me because that was the most experience that I had in nursing school. And going through that through the pandemic was just really challenging. I felt like, all of the things I had known from integrative and functional medicine, like taking care of myself, self, sleep, doing infrared saunas, my nutrition, all of that was waning because of the stress that I was undergoing as a med surge nurse, now taking care of COVID patients, so, working night shift.
1: So, up until this point, it had just been your hobby, right? Right. Like, this was something you were doing for yourself on the side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then we came to New York and you started working at the bedside, but that was more traditional medicine. But you're still, I feel like that's when we really, and I I'm—I know very intimately all this stuff. I'm asking these questions to, you know, kind of stimulate conversation. But um, I feel like that's when we really saw, like once you weren't able to do all of those things that you had gotten in the habit of doing, right? You you lost the ability to take care of yourself, your nutrition. We saw like, just how important that yeah. was for you. I was you. always
0: very privileged in nursing school. I mean, I had the right resources. I had student loans, like taking care of my like groceries and everything, but it was enough for me to afford going and spending a little extra money on groceries. Uh, so I went to Whole Foods. I was very privileged to be able to go to Whole Foods and things like that and um, spend money on grass-fed quality meats and organic produce. And vegetables. So like that was huge for me because I like I I learned very early on in my journey with integrated medicine that nutrition is the the foundation of health. And um, I saw a tremendous improvement in my, you know, reproductive menstrual health when I, you know, switched to all those things and was doing a very anti-inflammatory lifestyle coupled with exercise uh, resistance, resistance training and really good sleep, prioritizing sleep. So I had known these things going into nursing school. Uh, and nursing school was was very challenging because I had such a heart to care for people in their illness, but I wanted so desperately to be able to optimize people's health and not just keep them cycling in this endless cycle of like, just take this medication and then be sicker and then keep taking other medications yeah. and be sicker basically until you die. Well, and um, and
1: you worked at the bedside too, so you you saw a lot of people that were sort of it was a little too late for them, right? They right. already had chronic conditions. Right. They were in an acute setting. You know, a lot of times it was sort of stabilizing their condition, sending them home, and hoping that it wouldn't flare up again. And I feel like I got the sense from you that you were frustrated because you would you would rather be on the side of it where you. Prevent people from even getting there. Yeah. Instead of them already being and working too late with
0: people that wanted to Like that cared about their health and yeah. that cared about their wellness Not to say the people that were hospitalized in acute medicine didn't care about their health or wellness There are so many factors that contribute to that but you know a lot of the times I was just being burnt out by being verbally abused by patients be by being harassed by patients and staff For not feeling good enough that I couldn't, you know, give them their pain medicine on time or, you know, give them X, Y, and Z. And uh, it was a very frustrating environment for someone like me who cares so much about people. Um, And I felt like I just, there were so many people looking for answers and I feel like the answers we were giving them just weren't good enough And um, that was very defeating for me because I was like, I know that I can do more by you, but I just can't tell you because this is the system that I'm working in. Right. Like nobody wants to hear like a probiotic and a prebiotic and like detoxing their heavy metals can like help with their well-being. Like can lower their blood pressure and like help with their, their psychotic disorders. Like no, like, I mean, that's a long haul and that's very complicated, but still like that's a very... Hard pill to swallow when like our traditional Western medicine like doesn't believe in that right So I just felt like I could do so much more by them or like, you know, I had so many patients come in with issues related to diabetes and like just like Literally type 2 diabetes that caused so many different health issues metabolic syndrome that caused so many different health issues Right, and there was nothing I could really do about it other than give them their insulin give them their gabapentin, give them their, you know, do their wound care on their diabetic wound, their wounds, their ulcers, and basically send them home. Yeah. And like we would feed them trash. Like we would feed them like awful food that was going to spike their their sugar anyways. Like it was just, it was tragic to see this endless cycle. And and,
1: and I feel like it's worth saying too, like in, in medicine, there's so many different roles that you can take. And I think people Like every single one of those roles is important, right? You have patients that have not yet gotten sick that need that preventative side. There are patients where they're already sick for, you know, whatever reason, socioeconomic, they haven't had access to care, you know, it's just been too difficult for them to avoid these conditions and it's already too late. And then there's even more acute care setting. And it just comes down to, you know, where are your priorities? You know, if people going into cardiology They love to have patients come in and they love to help them manage their medication and encourage them to diet. Me, from the radiology standpoint, I like to help with the diagnostic side of things, look at the imaging. And for you, I feel like being too acute was frustrating and you were ready for the long haul. In-depth conversations, this is how we can get your health in order. Yeah. This is how we can prioritize you and f- being healthy and preventing these long-term yeah. conditions I mean,
0: that's so true. There is something for everyone and we need it We need people to stay at the bedside and that's hard for me because I want everyone to live their best life And I want nurses to get the pay and the appreciation that they deserve and this the fucking staffing that they deserve <laughs> That's like all I say that with a double explanation, 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 no
1: exclamation,
0: exclamation point, the staffing they deserve, because that alone will drive nurses away from the bedside. And it hurts my heart to see so many nurses leaving in droves right now. And like, it's hard because I like I want to be proud. Like, I'm I encourage that. And I'm, I'm proud of them for choosing something that's better for their overall health and wellness and life um, for in quality of living but you know we need people to stay at the bedside we need people in acute care step down critical care you know procedural areas we need these people to work there right um, that's a whole another conversation that's a whole so other another conversation we're going to circle, back. <laughs> we're, we're I gonna circle wanna, back i just don't want to i just don't want to be too exclusionary and say oh that's stupid and and you know yeah I, people I, shouldn't be hospitalized and like i understand the whole so like socioeconomic aspects of right Lack of access to quality of foods and supplements and treatments and integrative fields like I understand all of that And I don't want to isolate anyone that feels like they can't afford that or that's not a part of their story because it is all It's all valid.
1: I feel like a lot of nursing and medicine people out there will understand that sense of There I mean there comes a point where you have to pick what you want to specialize in and part of that decision is What do you truly feel passionate about? You know, and some people feel really passionate about the acute care and some people feel passionate about other things. And someone will say to me, you know, who maybe works in emergency medicine, oh, you're going to sit in a dark room all day and look at your computer. Oh, that sounds awful. And it's like, you know, it doesn't offend me because it's like to you that might be awful. To me, it's not. To me, being in the emergency room and the hecticness of it, that sounds awful to me, but it doesn't inherently mean that those things are bad. It's just just preference, you know? And it's like, what are you passionate about? So so your passion has been preventative medicine. Yeah,
0: and um, particularly health optimization. Like, I want to help people feel their best. And um, it's something that I could have certainly used when I was struggling as a night shift nurse, um, going through a lot of psycho emotional physiological changes in that time period like I could have used that support so much of an integrative practice that was ready to integrate the holistic mind-body connection um you know that's devoid of a lot of our western medicine practices like you don't go in and they don't ask you like how are you feeling how does the food affect how you feel you know what are your emotional states like like how does that affect your physiology etc Um, And those are things that we dive into in integrative medicine. And we really appreciate how you feel is very valid to us. It's not something that we say, oh, that's weird. People usually don't feel that way taking this medication. It's it's all very valid to us. And I think that's something that is different. And I think that's why people are seeking that because they want people to listen to their symptoms. And they want people they want practitioners to validate how they're feeling, right? So, um, that's what I do And I found the role i'm an integrative medicine nurse. I do iv infusions and injections I found the role on indeedworks.com just by setting integrative medicine as one of my Fields that I was interested in if you go on there you set up an application you put in your resume you can select fields that you're interested in within your niche And uh, that's one of the fields that I selected. And so when I was working as an outpatient endoscopy nurse for about nine months, I saw that job listing for a practice here in New York City that was looking for a nurse. And I applied and the interview went great. And um, so now I do that. I do nutritional IVs. I do vitamin IVs as well as hydration and heavy metal chelation, which is when we give you calcium EDTA to help pull out heavy metals in your body, either, either lead, mercury, arsenic. Uh, cadmium, g- gadolinium, um, gadolinium toxicity from repetitive like MRIs or or CTs with contrast is is actually not really focused on, but it can cause a lot of health effects. Uh, also, lead lead toxicity. A lot of our older population we don't realize has a heavy lead burden, which can cause hypertension. Uh, so you know we test a lot of our patients for that. And then mercury as well is is very common in fish, Um, tuna and salmon. And for whatever other reason, people may have high mercury levels, which can cause a load of health effects. So we do a lot of testing for that and treatment for that to help pull those heavy metals out of the body. Um, Another thing that we do is mold-related illness, which can cause so many different health effects. We do different IV series to help pull the mold out and support the liver through detoxification of mold spores. Also Lyme disease, because that's another environmental illness, chronic illness, and now it's being kind of perpetuated by Lyme, by um, COVID. So lots of patients with chronic Lyme disease or neurological Lyme disease, if they get COVID, a lot of their health effects from Lyme disease are actually worsened. So we help work with those patients through different modalities of treatment uh, to help fix their symptoms and help get them better. Yeah, I feel uh, like
1: your practice, it's a lot of long-term chronic conditions yeah, that sure. often don't have good treatments, even in traditional medicine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is always a very interesting thing to me, you know, because it's, uh, there are you know aspects where traditional medicine just isn't doesn't cut it, you know doesn't I there's mean, a lot of things that based we don't on know like
0: super large studies that produce like the changes in medicine take like 30 years to implement.. Right. so it's like information that we are learning today are not is not going to take widespread change in medicine for another 30 50 years right. That is terrifying to me The fact that we can learn something and it's not going to become practice for another 30 years like that's crazy I get it. I get it, but it's crazy. Yeah, like I understand like I understand we we we're a very I Mean the focus is evidence-based medicine. We all want to be practicing evidence-based medicine and I think
1: also medicine has had um, a lot of instances in the past where Something was rushed, and it ended up harming a lot of people. But you people. know
0: what? I think a lot of it is, and no one wants to say this: is that insurance, if is insurance is paying for these things, it better darn well be proven yeah. over and over yeah, it's again. It's a whole host of. And um, I think that is a shortcoming that American Western medicine has: is that if it's supported by and covered by insurance, it really needs to be a hundred percent. To their benefit to cover it right and a lot of these treatments aren't covered by insurance Right. Uh, so
1: now question for you. So let's say we have a new nurse listening. They just finished school starting their first job, but they're interested in Functional medicine. Yeah, what path would you recommend to yeah. get there?
0: Absolutely I think bedside experience is really important. It's not an imperative, but it's very important I saw a lot of what I you know know today at the bedside, and to understand the treatments that we use is and the the different pathophysiologies is very important. Um, there's actually a new thing where it's called like functional health coaches that you can get like a functional health um, certification with an RN, RN background. So that might be something to look into. You can probably Google search that. I'll leave more information in the show notes about like a functional health coach, which a lot of integrative health practices in your area would probably be interested in having a functional health coach in their repertoire. So that might be something you're interested in. And then if you wanna do something like IV hydration therapies or IV nutritional therapies, you can look for sites that, or look for jobs that entail those types of things. Which will be more non specific. Like I work in a doctor's office where we're treating certain things. There's a lot of boutique drip like Ivy drip bars out there that will do like a vitamin drip for like immune support or wellness or like anti-aging. Um, I know this is really popular, like med spas where the focus is more like aesthetics. So that is also an option as like kind of a stepping stone into something more specific. If you're interested in doing something more generalized like just a, like a IV hydration clinic. Um what I like about what I do is there is the opportunity to do concierge medicine. So you can meet patients in their homes and do house calls and that is a way to connect with patients with where they are and then also increase your revenue for whatever specialty that you're choosing. Uh so This is not my end goal, though, with what I'm doing right now as an IV nurse. like I want to go back to school, back to NP school, and then work in the field of integrative functional medicine as a women's health nurse practitioner and help women find the root cause and treat the root cause of what they're going through with their hormone issues. Because that's my story. And I think there are so many women out there that don't have answers and that are constantly having pain and discomfort and mood swings throughout the month and they can't lose weight and they have no energy they have no libido and they need help and they need to know that there are answers out there that's other than just take this pill just take this birth control pill um because we know you know it's 2022 we know that doesn't work we know that we're over that (laughs) we know that we need like actual solutions and that women deserve that kind of care they deserve a practitioner that's going to sit down and listen to them and listen and validate their concerns and their complaints and you know just validate their experience and walk them through sort of a path of healing through that whether that be liver support or mold detox or gut health or parasites um you know, whatever that looks like. So I want to be trained to be able to support women with PCOS, endometriosis, um, hormone replacement therapy, perimenopause, that type of those transitions, low libido, low sex drive, those types of things. I want to be that person that specializes in helping them do the advanced lab testing and come up with real solutions for them in terms of nutritional support and supplement support. A lifestyle diet those types of things that can help them get on the right foot in terms of healing
1: right so let's say somebody's listening to this podcast and they're going all right this functional stuff that sounds pretty interesting i'd like to i'm not i'm not sold yet but i'd love to learn more where would you direct someone where's the first place you would tell someone to go if they're interested in learning more
0: oh man that is a that's a hard question. Okay, I would probably say the Institute of Functional Medicine um, is huge. We have people like Doctor um, Doctor Bland, Doctor uh, Doctor Mark Hyman, that are huge in this field. Uh, that have really gained a lot of prominence in the in the regular traditional community. Um, those are places I would start. There are a lot of books out there. It depends on what you're interested in. I would say for like gut brain health, we have Dr. Perlmutter, Dr. Daniel Amen, um, for Lyme disease, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Morrison and, um, Dr. Mark Hyman too. For sure, for that. And then for women's health, we have Dr. Aviva Rom, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, Dr. Laura Bryden, uh, Dr. Jolie Brighton. I think uh, there's a book called Woman Code, which is was so tremendously helpful for me in my women's health journey. Um, those are just a few areas to start. A lot of this is led by different practitioners and their books, and it's a great way to learn more about them. There are so many doctors, honestly, in this field. It's really exciting to see where this is going. Um, but I like that there's endless potentials and that I believe the body can heal. And I want to support you in that journey. I don't want to just be like, listen to you for 15 minutes and give you a pill and be like, okay, I'll see you in six months or like, I'll see you in six weeks. Right. Hope you feel better. Like, oh, that sucks. This is just like what it is for women. Like, I don't believe that. I don't believe your period has to be debilitatingly painful. I don't believe that you have to just bleed endlessly and there's no solution just because you're a woman. I don't believe that it should interfere with your life. Um, And I've seen that become true in my own life. So yeah, so any, anyways, I plan on Indeed. If you don't find anything on Indeed in your area and you're interested in working in this field, what I would do personally is I would reach out to clinics in your area, Integrative Functional Medicine clinics in your area, and basically just ask them if they are interested in having um, hiring a nurse or looking for a nurse. Um, IV therapies is huge in this field. But there are other things that they could use a nurse for too. So I would reach out to them if they're not looking for a nurse on Indeed and be like, hey, these are my skills. This is my resume. Um, are you interested in, in having a nurse in your practice? If that's something that you're genuinely interested in. I think some drawbacks are they're probably not going to pay as much as a big hospital is. There's probably not going to be as many benefits as a big hospital is. But for me, my quality of life working like 830 to 430 P.m. eight thirty A.M. to four thirty PM has been way better than working a traditional three twelve schedule. You know, I can work out every day. I have the benefits of not working on holidays or weekends. So it's just it's a lot better for me personally. And I think other people can relate to that too.
1: Great. Yeah. All right. That's I think that lot. was that was a lot. I think that's yeah, good. So this
0: is how I got into the field and that's my prospects of growing and continuing to grow. Um I'm really excited about what's to come. I would say if you're facing a health condition or you have a family member that's facing a health condition that you feel like there's no hope for, I would say don't give up hope. Maybe look into an integrative and functional medicine approach. They might be able to offer you some alternative solutions. Um, Western medicine is still great. We still need it. It's it's absolutely imperatively important, and we work together. It's not one or the other. It's together. Uh, and um, yeah. So that might be another option for people that are looking for alternative solutions. All right. Yeah, and I just I thanks I think for sharing. The most rewarding thing for me is is being able to really help people reach those goals in their life. Of like their life is, their quality of life is okay, but they have a few things that they really want to change to make it amazing. And um that's where we step in. Yeah. Because we kind of be like, Okay, you're existing, but like how can we make you thriving? Right. Like let's let's work like on optimize it. Yeah, let's work no. on the health optimization. Let's do everything we can to support your wellness and to make you feel great and not just like, oh, I'm surviving another day.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So that's it. All right. What do we usually do at the end? Oh. Ignoring like a bill.
1: Oh yeah. We didn't plan any questions.
0: We didn't. I okay. Guess. Um, no, you boo is a game where we ask each other questions to see if the other person can answer. Okay, we'll do
1: one question since it's Thanksgiving coming up. Oh, okay. what is my favorite side dish oh for God. Thanksgiving? And then I'll I'll try to guess yours.
0: I know your favorite dessert.
1: Yeah. Say okay. Do dessert.
0: It's the Christmas cake. Oh
1: yeah. A cranberry Christmas cake
0: which like I've never heard of besides your family. I know my doing. mom makes it so yeah. good What does it like eat, cranberries and I
1: don't know it's magic in there.
0: It's it's, it's I okay. eat it by it's the barrel.
1: It's No, it's what are you talking? What do you mean? It's okay. It's amazing. It's okay.
0: It's not that great it's All right, okay. your
1: favorite dessert is the marshmallow Yams
0: Yeah, but I didn't call them that growing up. What were they called? It's sweet potato casserole. Oh sweet potato casserole but You call them marshmallow yams. I Yams? They're not even made with yams. They are. It's candied yams. It's still weird though. They're oh, like oh. it's like a thousand calories per serving. Oh my god, yeah. But that's my favorite.
1: Okay, favorite side dish. We what's just did that. No, no, no. That we did dessert.
0: You already guessed fine
1: What? What? what, what did I, no, I'm talking the
0: about candy yams. <laughs> no,
1: what's your favorite side dish? That's a dessert. That's a side dish. No, that's a dessert.
0: The candied yams. Yeah. This. The marshmallow, the sweet potato casserole. Yeah, that's like a dessert. No, it's, it's not. It's covered in marshmallows. That's a side dish. Okay, well
1: then, what's my favorite side dish?
0: I don't know. Stuffing.
1: Oh. I love stuffing. Stuffing
0: you can eat because you're gluten free. Yes, gluten free stuffing. Yeah. With gravy. With gravy. Oh, that's, that's so very good. good. I know our our family having Thanksgiving together. It's gonna be very exciting. Oh yeah
1: all right well really
0: going home for the holidays we hope
1: that everyone has a great Thanksgiving yeah. if you're going home we hope you have fun or if, if you're, you're not staying able here to go
0: home, like we we're there for you and yeah. we feel that because there have been years where we have not been able to go home and it fucking sucks yeah we've
1: had our fair share of going home and had our fair share of being stuck yeah. here and so doing wherever it alone, you so. are
0: try to do a little something get around with friends if you don't have family or your family is just not it for you, just, you know, feel that love and feel that gratefulness. Yeah. Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Just do something nice for yourself. And we get it if you're not able to go home. My God, my, for our first year here, we weren't able to go home. Yeah. And it was awful. Because yeah. that's what working your real schedule as a nurse is like. It's like you don't get holidays. You get it's one also, or two. It's
1: also COVID. So.
0: It was COVID too. It's <laughs> so a whole other story. <laughs> but anyways, guys, I hope this helps you figure that out if you're interested in this field. Um, and that's a little bit about my story. All and right. have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll see you next time.
1: All right. Bye, Bye. everybody.